0: jelly marketing podcast hi and thank you for joining us for episode number 25 of the jelly marketing podcast i'm your host rod jans on the jelly marketing podcast we ask global industry leaders from world-class brands to share their best practices stories innovations and more to help you move your agency business or organization ahead Our guest Sunny Leonarduzzi is an award-winning social media strategist specializing in video marketing. She's a broadcaster turned YouTuber and speaker. She's had incredible success in the online marketing world, including being involved in one of the biggest online streaming advertising campaigns in history. In this interview, we'll talk about that campaign and more tips and strategies from Sunny on how to market and grow your business. Stay tuned to the end of the interview where we find out what Sunny likes to spread on her toast. Episode number 25, here we go. Thanks for joining me today, Sunny. Thank you for having me. Sunny is an award-winning social media strategist. She specializes in video marketing. Uh, She's a broadcaster turned YouTuber and she's also doing quite a bit of speaking lately. Again, thanks for, for joining me today.
1: Happy to be here. Thank you.
0: Just looking through your bio, I know you didn't jump immediately into marketing. Can you just kind of describe your history, your, your business history and, and how you got into marketing?
1: Uh, yeah. So I started, um, in journalism and I always knew that I wanted to be in the communication field in some way, shape, or form. I grew up watching Oprah and wanting to be Mary Hart. And <laughs> I just, <laughs> I knew if I could get paid to talk for a living, that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I went into journalism, I went to BCIT and did the broadcasting program there and I graduated early and um, ended up doing a co-op for my last semester and I worked in radio and I was uh, the evening host, the traffic reporter, the promotions coordinator um, at a station in Whistler and Squamish in the Sea Sky Corridor and uh, through that I kind of, it was my first introduction to real world marketing and working for a big corporation and I noticed the trend towards social media at the time. And so I started their Facebook page and I started to really play around with social and I fell in love with it. Um, I then got into TV. I ended up reporting at the 2010 Winter Olympics. And same thing. I kept just noticing this trend of in traditional news, people wanted a dialogue. They didn't want to be spoken at. They wanted a dialogue. They wanted to be involved in the news. They wanted to have a say. And so... I was like, okay, this is a whole new world and I kind of want to start my own thing. So the day after the Olympics, I came home and started an online magazine and I built the brand from scratch completely organically, uh, just using social media and email marketing. And uh, I had a team of 10 writers that contributed to it and uh, it ended up going really well. um, And it basically gave me the spark to start working with a bunch of companies on building their social media strategies. At the time, it was just Twitter and Facebook that were around. Um, nothing else was really out there. And so I was helping all of these companies in Vancouver and abroad internationally build their online marketing strategies using Twitter and Facebook. And I loved it. So... Uh, and at the time I was also dabbling in YouTube a little bit. And, and then I built my, con- my consultancy for four and a half years without really talking about what I did for a living. And I really just studied. And then after about four and a half years, I had so many clients and I kept getting the same questions over and over again from them. And I thought to myself, you know, I, it's taking a lot of time for me to answer these individually. It might be easier if I start making tutorials for people and for my clients. So. I made one tutorial. It was on how to use live streaming for your business, how to use Periscope. And I thought I'd maybe get like 100 views on it. And I sent it just to my clients. And it ended up getting 80,000 views now at this point. So it grew really fast. And I was like, where is all this traffic coming from? And that's when I realized the power of YouTube and um, being found in search. And so over just over a year, um, I've been on YouTube and I've grown to now just about 60,000 subscribers. And I'm at just under 4 million views. And it has changed my business, changed my life. It has changed everything for me. So that's been my journey in a nutshell.
0: Awesome. (laughs) One thing I picked up on was almost everybody in broadcasting kind of has to go to that small town and have that small town (laughs) experience at first, don't they? It seems like that's where the initial jobs are.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's something that I was told over and over and over again is that I would have to move to a small town and I just kind of refused to do it. I mean, I started in Squamish and Whistler, which is for me still not that small of a town. I know people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I can still ski and snowboard and I still can live in North Vancouver and commute every day. And so I just... I don't know. I think there's a lot to be said, especially nowadays. I've had the opportunity to speak to a lot of broadcasting students. And I think the teachers kind of hate me when I come in because I'm like, you have the ability now to create your own platform. And you don't necessarily have to go work in the middle of nowhere in order to build a career that you love and on your own terms. And that's always been a theme in my life is that I don't take no for an answer. And I truly believe that you can do anything you set your mind to and you can create anything that you set your mind to.
0: I love talking to entrepreneurs. I love working with entrepreneurs, and I really admire people that kind of go out on their own. Can you remember a really specific moment when you thought, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna launch out on my own"? And and what was that moment like for you?
1: It was scary, and I think it's scary for anybody because it's it's a leap of faith in a lot of ways. And one of my favorite quotes that I live by is, "Leap, and the net will appear," and that has really truly been proven for me time and time again. And I always say that my risk tolerance has gotten so high through being an entrepreneur for almost a decade now and just taking little risks even on a daily basis. And I kind of I kind of love living that way because I know that it's, yeah, it can be scary, but it's much scarier to me. To work in a job that I hate every single day and 10 years from now go, what the hell just happened? And where did the time go? So it was scary. And I remember sitting with my parents and saying to them, you know, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent this month. I don't know how I'm going to, you know, afford this and that. And they just said, you will figure it out. And thank God I have parents like that. Because I did, I figured it out and you always will. And I truly believe that when you get rid of the comforts in your life, it forces you to kind of light a fire under your butt and go for what you really want.
0: One of the things I noticed in your bio was an was a Applebee's campaign where you earned yes. over a million impressions in one day. Can you tell yeah. us about that? Like, Just give us the, a little bit of context and the parameters and how that all happened and how that worked.
1: Yeah, so it was actually a billion impressions in one day, which is insane. Oh, a billion,
0: but, right. I'm re- yeah. really here. Yeah, it's one billion. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's insane. so it was myself, um, Vincenzo Landino, and uh, Brian Fanzo, and they both are great um, on live streaming. And at the time, live streaming was really new, um, social live streaming anyway. So Meerkat and Periscope were both uh, around at the time. Meerkat obviously is no longer, but we went for 12 hours straight uh, on the Applebee's homepage, And obviously, it was reiterated on a bunch of different places as well and on social media. And then we also had dedicated live streamers set up at different Applebee's locations throughout the United States. And they would live stream their experience of trying the new menu. So the whole purpose of the campaign was, it was called Taste the Change. And it was because they had just introduced a new menu. So it was pretty incredible. We were based in Milwaukee for the day. And yeah, went for 12 hours live streaming and earned a billion impressions and got placement in like some pretty crazy press. And yeah, it worked like gangbusters probably. So okay. it was uh, it was a big success all around. It's the biggest live stream campaign um, in the history of live streaming thus far.
0: Wow. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. What platform were you on? Did you mention that? I, or maybe I am uh,
1: Yeah. It. So I was on, uh, we were doing it on um, Meerkat, Periscope, and uh, Facebook Live wasn't around at the time. So it was Meerkat and Periscope.
0: Okay, cool. And Um, you've mentioned periscope a couple of times i know when it first came out i i dabbled in it a little bit are you still using it or what's what's your opinion on the whole like facebook live has has that changed things for you or or, uh, i
1: love i love facebook live i actually right now i'm in the middle of doing a 10-day free live training series and i'm doing it on facebook live and honestly i hate to say it but For me, it's killed Periscope. Um, and I really hesitate saying anything has killed another platform because I think everything can, can coexist. But Facebook has the biggest audience. It's got the most amount of users. It's the most user friendly. And it's just the easiest way to talk with your current customers and potential customers in real time. And I just find that you go, get the most return on doing live stream on Facebook versus Periscope because you're not forced to build an entirely new community. Um So I love, love, love Facebook Live.
0: <laughs> i'm with you i find it a little bit intimidating i think i'm a little too self-conscious about filming myself but i do i do agree with you yeah it's pretty yeah pretty cool yeah yeah go ahead and plug that you're doing a free training right now why don't you tell us a little bit more about that
1: Yeah, so I'm doing a free training. It's called the YouTube for Bosses live training. We're doing 10 days of um, tips for YouTube. And I am launching a brand new course uh, called YouTube for Bosses on Monday. Um, We launch at 4 p.m. And we've done five days of training this week. Everything from how to get more views to how to write the perfect description to how to uh, brand your channel like a boss. And this is really the course. It's the only four-hour crash course on how to take yourself to the top of uh, the rankings on YouTube. YouTube step by step to get more views, more subscribers and more business using YouTube. Because truly, if I boil it all down to how things catapulted for me in the last year, it's all because of YouTube. So I've basically taken everything that I've learned and put it into a step by step process that anybody can follow in creating a video, editing a video and posting it and getting uh, results from it on YouTube. Uh, and I put it into this course.
0: So I want to get into some tips, and you're obviously offering a course, so (laughs) maybe you can pick something. I was thinking YouTube. Like, maybe tell us about your YouTube channel and what the process has been, and maybe you can just share with us a few tips on how to uh, grow a a YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, for me... I kind of fell into it backwards, but I've learned so much. And I think the biggest thing that I always tell people is if you want to gain momentum fast, start with educational content. So start with how to's or tutorials or reviews, because that's what people are searching for. And you have to think of the search habits of people on YouTube. You don't go there generally and just try and stumble across things. Whereas on a Facebook or Instagram or these other platforms, you're going there and kind of scrolling through your feed to find things you want to look at. Whereas on YouTube, it's owned by the biggest search engine in the world. And it is a search engine. So you're going there to search for answers to questions, solutions to problems. So you can position yourself to be found if you're creating educational content that's going to solve those problems or answer those questions
0: from your potential customers. How would you learn all this? Was has it been uh, <laughs> trial been- and trial and error? I mean, I, I think you're like yeah. you're like many of us. We've kind of grown up with these. <laughs> with social media, and we've had to kind of figure it out as we go along. Is that is Yeah, case for you too?
1: definitely. I mean, but I also I recently was talking about this, and I'm a big believer in, in teaching myself everything. And I basically taught myself every aspect of my business. But I also think that if I had any regrets in business, it's that I took a really long time to build a team um, and to outsource things. And I don't think you need to know how to do every single single thing in your business, I think you have to stick to being a visionary. And so it really is no coincidence that about a year ago, I invested in coaching. I talked to more mentors. I got really honest and real advice. I started joining groups where other entrepreneurs were talking about their struggles and their solutions and all those things. And my business grew for the first time to six figures this year. I built uh, an entirely separate business with one of my business partners to a six-figure business in three months. And I had my most successful uh year financially, and also just brand awareness wise. And I truly believe it's because one, I decided to stop doing everything myself. And I also invested in myself, I invested in my business by taking courses, learning from people, getting coaching, all of those kinds of things.
0: That's a great tip, right there, for entrepreneurs, isn't mm-hmm. it? And I think it's the hardest thing to do is to make that shift to go from being like a solo entrepreneur to totally. to hiring a team. And I should just say, and we'll give a shout out to Ayla or Ayla. Yes,
1: Ayla, Ayla, <laughs> Ayla. Ayla,
0: Ayla. Yes. I, I mean, in organizing this interview, I never really talked to you at all, Sunny. It was all a conversation with with Ayla. So, yeah, good. That there's a, a perfect example. So, how do you how do you find your people and and are you are you looking for people that have strengths different than yours or what 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 do you look for in team members?
1: It's so funny I get asked this a lot because I talk about Ayla so much. So people are like, "How did you find her?" And my general <laughs> reaction is, "I found her. She came from heaven, um, for real." No, she's she. I don't know. It's interesting because I truly, for a long time, was like, "I'm like she's like one in a million and she truly is. But I also think that the way that we have progressed as a team. Is part of the magic and the secret sauce. And really all that is, is that we started slow. Like I was terrified to bring on a team member because I had been working solo for six years and I was like, no one can do anything like me. I even have to train her. It's going to be a nightmare. But I hired her and I knew it was right immediately when I met her because of her work ethic and because of her dedication to our vision for where we want to take the company. And I've truly, and I'm a pretty hard worker and I'm pretty dedicated. But I've never met somebody who works like she does. And she works really smart too. And she likes to handle all the things that are not in my genius zone, but she's a genius at. So the things that I tell people to hire for are more so personality. Do you like them? Do you, or can you spend time with them? Cause. Even last night, Ayla and I were working together late. We were up early this morning working together and we work all day, every day, pretty much whether we're in the same um, location or we're on Skype with each other or talking on the phone. We're constantly in contact. So you have to like the person and you have to have a personality match. And then the second thing I hire for is somebody who's willing to learn doesn't have a big ego and is open to your ideas, open-minded and has a really strong work ethic because I truly believe anybody can learn anything that they want to. So that's how I hired her. And then we built the team out a little bit further from there. I'm really lucky that her fiance is a videographer and editor. So he's now our videographer and editor for the company, which is amazing. And then I'm bringing on an assistant in the new year. So Slowly but surely, uh, the team is getting a bit bigger, and it's it's the biggest game changer in my business for sure.
0: Awesome, and like you said, yeah, yeah, you've experienced. It sounds like you've experienced exponential growth since you started growing your team.
1: Yeah, I definitely have, and I think that's something that. Nobody told me or maybe I just didn't hear it at the time because I didn't want to, but I never really factored in. And this seems like a silly thing not to factor in, but I didn't factor in that when you have a bigger team, you get bigger results. And I was only thinking at the time like, oh, God, how am I going to pay this person every month and da, 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 da. And I worried about that. And I was in such a scarcity mindset, which is rare for me because I'm always thinking like there's enough for everyone. that's abundance. like. There's more than enough to go around. But when I hired my team or hired Ayla, I was like, oh, God, how am I going to pay her every month? And that's never been a problem. So it was a completely irrational fear. So and our business has has doubled um, in the last year because we have a big work team so um, or workforce. So. I think it's an investment again in yourself and your business to hire a, hire a team and start small. So I started Ayla as an intern, and I think that's a really good sign of hiring people as well. Start them as an intern, don't pay them for two months, and see how they react to it. Because if anybody really wants to work with you, they will be willing to do that, and then you just reward them incrementally moving forward.
0: Back to marketing, just for a sec is is there something that you've tried in the last year? Maybe it's Facebook Live or something. Is there a platform or a new? Uh, methodology that you're implementing that's really working well for you now?
1: I mean, I love Facebook Live for sure, but I i mean, I'm a big believer in Snapchat. I always tell people it's one of the most um, engaged audiences that I have. It's the smallest, but it's the most engaged. And when I send a link out or do any sort of a campaign, the highest conversion rate comes from Snapchat for me. And it's because of the immediacy because people know that the content doesn't last forever, so they need to take action immediately. And also, it's not an easy platform to actually find the people you want to follow so people have to take time of their day to actually go and find you and follow you. So that's, for me, been a big reward um, of Snapchat.
0: So I'm going to sound like a real fuddy daddy here. And, and I am. I'm a to admit. That's okay. <laughs> I, I've, I've dabbled in Snapchat, but I'm not super familiar with it, especially from a marketing point of view. So could you just share with us a, an example of a Snapchat campaign?
1: So Snapchat campaign, yeah. I mean, for me, it's all about storytelling. So the only reason that Snapchat will ever work for you is if you actually tell a story with a beginning, middle and end, that could be three snaps. So they're each 10 seconds long. But generally, what I'll do is, for example, if I'm doing the YouTube for bosses live training, I will start by saying something along the lines of if you ever wanted me to do YouTube for you or like build your channel for you, that'll be the first snap. And then the second snap will be, screenshot the next snap because I'm going to show you exactly how to build your YouTube channel. And then in the third snap, I have a link, bitly link that people can screenshot just on the screen. And then after that, I'll say something like, if you have any questions about YouTube or want to talk to me directly, send me a direct message. So I'm building my relationship as well in that fourth snap. So having the screenshot part is really important because that's your conversion. So i use a bitly link for any link that i share on snapchat so i can actually go to bitly and see how many people went from snapchat to that link uh and that will give me my engagement rate
0: excellent that's Mm -hmm. great well thank you for sharing all of that and i I love your energy and it's great to see the the rise in your business and how thank you how well you've done (laughs) thank you so we're gonna we're gonna switch to our final questions we have some questions that we ask all of our guests cool the answer to this first question doesn't have to be jelly, but okay. uh, because we're the jelly marketing podcast, what do you like to spread on your toast? Uh,
1: avocado. <laughs> <laughs> avocado toast is my favorite with some chili flakes in there.
0: That's great. We've had a couple people now say avocado. So you're, you're mm-hmm. not, you're not alone.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite.
0: And this isn't a standard question but I noticed this in your bio it kind of jumped out at me that you're not a coffee drinker you're like a teaaholic is that, is that still true yeah <laughs>
1: yes yes it's still true i do not drink coffee um i actually this is a little known fact not all, people, not all people not a lot of people know this, i had a heart problem when i was growing up it started when i was about 11 years old and i got surgery for it when i was 18 and I'm not generally supposed to have a ton of caffeine. So I'm pretty wired already. Um, So I stay away from coffee. I stay away from Red Bull. Um, And so it's part of of the reason is is health-related, but I also just don't generally love the taste of it. So I stick with uh, green tea or other kinds of teas.
0: There you go. Do you have a uh, favorite business book or... Yeah. So many. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so many. I'm like, where do I start? So tell us about um, one
0: that you've read recently. What's what's something that you've oh,
1: read recently? Oh, one that I read. Oh, I, I've been talking about this one a lot lately. I read a book called The One Thing recently. Um, and it's basically about focusing on one thing at a time. And also that every big business in the world, like massive business who's blown up, has started with one thing. If you look like at a Lululemon, started with athletic pants for women. Um, if you look look at a co- uh, Starbucks, it started with cop- coffee, um, and they focused on one thing, got really good at it, and once they got momentum with that one thing, then they could branch out. But I think for me and for any entrepreneur, it's easy to understand that you can get caught up in a million different things, and you're never going to do all of them really well. So you have to focus on one thing, crush it, and then move on to something else.
0: Right on. Are you an iPhone person or an Android person?
1: iPhone all the way. I, I like Androids, but I've never actually had one myself. I love iPhones though.
0: What's, do you have a favorite app on your iPhone? I know it's hard to choose one, but do you have a favorite app?
1: Ooh, um, I'm actually like pu- pulling out my phone right now. I'm like, what do I use most often? I mean, obviously all the social media apps I use all the time, but I would probably say, I mean, I love IFTTT. I did a tutorial on on it on my YouTube channel. It's if this then that, yeah. and it just creates all these recipes between apps on your phone, and like saves you so much time. So I really like it.
0: This is this isn't this is, again is not a normal question that we ask everyone. I'm just curious, in your business, do you use a tool like Hootsuite or something like that to organize all? I uh, yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, I use Hootsuite all the time. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It is a, such a lifesaver and such a time saver for me.
0: So, our fourth question is Do you have a favorite life or business hack to share? Some shortcut, loophole, or something that makes your life easier?
1: One of the best loopholes or hacks that I have, I don't know if it's a hack, but I don't check my phone first thing in the morning. I think that's one of the best ones I have because. I've learned that if I check social media, my emails and my phone first thing in the morning, I'm on everybody else's schedule from the moment I wake up. So for me, I like to start the morning off slow, have a good breakfast, have a good workout, um, and then dive into my big project for the day and then tackle emails and things like that uh, so that I'm, I'm getting what I need to get done that's going to make me feel good as opposed to just reacting to everybody else.
0: And I noticed in your bio, you talk about Alzheimer's. Our last question, is there a a cause or a nonprofit that is uh, near and dear to you?
1: Yeah, the Alzheimer's Society of BC is very near and dear to me. My my noni, so my dad's mom, and my papa, my mom's dad, uh, both passed away from the disease. Uh, So it's been a big part of our family, uh, for better or worse. And we generally try and do a fundraiser once a year for it. So I would say that that's the nearest and dearest for me.
0: And if people want to find out more about the services that you offer and and maybe booking you as a speaker, where should they go?
1: Uh, just to my website, sunnylindneruzi dot com.
0: Well, again, thanks so much for joining us today. I, lots of great tips, and it was excellent to hear how you've grown your business. Yeah, you. uh, yeah, your entrepreneurial spirit and and everything it's 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 really great to hear.
1: Awesome, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, thanks again to Sonny Leonarduzzi for joining us on the 25th episode of the Jelly Marketing Podcast. If you'd like to check out some of the links and show notes from this episode, go to jellymarketing.com and you'll find us under the blog tab. Also, be sure and check us out on iTunes and leave a comment and a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon.